ready to meet your new brother. You think we'll like each other? Like real brothers and sisters? I think we'll all love each other. Out of this wide, wide universe, this huge universe, with all these brothers and sisters and, and moms and dads, he found us and we found each other. That's pretty rare. That's pretty cool. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Won't you come to your body? This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and welcome back. Or thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews. Welcome back. I don't know. I guess people do come back and listen. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. Uh, for returning, for for doing this, for enduring—that's a good word for I think enduring. It's just on autoplay. I don't think they meant to play us. I think you're no. right. Or auto download. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. The numbers keep fluctuating between really bad and really good. So I think that means that people listen and then they realize we're bad and then they stop. So I mean, it makes I think me... our listeners are bipolar. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Yeah. Speaking of polar, go watch that movie. That was fun. Okay. Thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 285, and today we are talking about A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Was there a point to the sand food, Jimison? Ancient Egyptians used to eat sand on their food as a seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's what it's about oh is that why it's called a sandwich yeah no, sure we'll sure, go with that sure okay i know it actually wasn't but that's fine and sam <laughs> oh I, I misspelled this oh that seems weird i gotta i gotta oh. spell it right no here we go we're good sam okay. dormammu i've come to bargain vector <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, but let I just want you to know, Sean. Yeah. If you're if you're ever falling from the sky, okay, and there's a bunch of flowers trying to catch you, mm-hmm. I will be with them on the ground shooting Roundup in their noses <laughs> as uh, as you're falling from the sky with, with a weed eater, also, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So just just wanted to let you know. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Yeah, anytime, bud. No, that's fine. I was wondering where you're going to go because this movie is is exceedingly devoid of violence or anything like that, and so I was wondering of substance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This you know movie. what? It, you know what? It wasn't devoid of makeup. Oprah and oh. and and large Oprah. That was weird. She was huge. Hey, hey, she right. give her a break. She's been on Weight Watchers for a while now. It's just weird. True. Like I'm sure it's in the book that she's you know 48 feet tall or something, but it just yeah, but it just doesn't seem like it should work that way. It just seemed weird. And when they did the flyby mm. and they touched her face, it like 
creepy. It was a little creepy. I don't know. I mean, imagine a little hand touching your face. I'd want to slap it like a gnat, <laughs> right? Just like, Pow! oh no, the poor kid. Yeah. Oh, you right? tickled, you tickled me. I'm gonna. Sm- yeah. 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 It's creepy. It was a little weird. Okay. <laughs> So let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into A Wrinkle in Time. So this is the 2018, yeah, 2018, The Wrinkle in Time, oh, uh, Disney produced. Um, I remember, like, Oprah coming out and saying this was going to be the next best movie ever made. Yeah. I remember her saying how this was a story that needed to be told. And oh, keep it in the pants. And it I'm sure... Just- Bad I'm, stuff. I'm sure that's true, right? I'm sure. I mean, this is maybe the book is great. Yeah, maybe I mean, the book is wonderful. I, I I'm hoping the book is decent. The movie, no, is not. Yeah, I mean, and I know, I know, we haven't gotten to our reviews, but I, I just cannot hold it back that this movie is just worthless. Yeah, I mean, th- this is, um, this is, you know, definitely another great example of that the. Um, that the movie in the book is better than the movie, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, like this is—I don't know. It feels—I don't know. It feels off. It feels like something was lost in translation. It's yeah. like they took the movie and put it into Google Translate and went to Russian, and then went from Russian to Spanish, and then Spanish to English, and then this is what came out of that movie or out of that script because it doesn't make sense. It just—it's. It's just dumb. Sorry. I'm I'm reading the the the, the Wikipedia synopsis of the book. And right. the novel wrestles with questions of spirituality and purpose as the characters are often thrown into conflicts of love, divinity, and goodness. It is the first book in the time quintet in which follows the Murrays and Calvin O'Keefe. Um uh, the person that wrote it, Langle, modeled the Murray family on her own. Um, so Car- was this supposed to be, there was supposed to be more of these god-awful things? Well, yeah. I'm sure there, there are more books. <laughs> I mean, from everything, again, I, the, the, the movie or the... the <laughs> like now, now, now what you do is you find the review for the book, right? You go to yeah. somewhere, you know, you go to Amazon and look at the book because it's like you said there is something missing from this from this thing oh, crap crap uh sorry my computer just sent me an alert we are rest- i am uh restarting in 58 57 56 like no wait no okay yikes uh that's the good thing about mac those are going to tell you when they're going to restart pc was just going to do it like f you i'm just going to restart sorry anyway for all you Mac hating people out there. I know you just booed me, but I don't care. Yeah. Um, this movie, this book was rejected twenty by six, twenty six publishers, Ooh, because well. it was too different and because it deals overtly with the problems of evil and it was really difficult for children and it was a children's or adults book anyhow? Question mark. And was it a children or adult book anyhow? Is what the author wrote in sixty three. It won a Newbery Medal an annual award given to the Association for Library Service to Children, a division of the Library American Library Association, to the author, author for the most distinguished contribution to American children's literature. Interesting. Um, it's been the original... Uh, 20th, there's been... Uh, you know what I think it is, partly? 
all of us are fully grown men. Like physically fully grown men, maybe not mentally, but we're all physically grown. Yeah. Right. I think this is not aimed at us at all in any shape, form, time, fashion. Yeah. I think this is aimed specifically, if you wanted to pinpoint this at African-American tweens, especially female tweens. And because it, we just don't understand, there's maybe just stuff we just don't, don't get because of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, and we've, and we've, had, we've run into this before while reviewing movies where we think that because it's not aimed towards us, that's why we, maybe we missed it. And I'm sure there yeah. are people that are listening that maybe read this book in a time in their life where it meant something and that they love the book. And that's great. Neither one of us have read it. I mean, we've read teen novels when we were not in our teens. I mean, I read the Harry Potter series when I was in my mid-20s. Yeah. Um, but at some point, you have to make the movie coherent to everybody in the audience. I think, right? You have a target audience. Yeah. To, to make sure it's working. So... Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. It was what is this? Who is this movie directed? Is it targeted towards? Right? Like, I mean, I guess well, my, have we figured out? Did we read the synopsis? What is this movie? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, Andrew, you're here to help us out. What is this movie? <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> that's why we brought you is so you can read wake IMDb. Up, wake up the computer, and uh, you know. No, I've got it right here. I'm just trying okay. to decide what my what my. Uh, role in this podcast is worth now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dance, monkey, yeah. dance. Read the thing. All right. Oh. <laughs> After the di- disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings send Meg, her brother, and her friend to space in order to find him. Was it really space, though? Was I mean, I guess, technically. It was space. Yeah. I thought it was another... Dimension. You went to a, it was another universe. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Okay. Is that it? That's it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which sounds like an adventure film. It does. Yeah. I think it, I think it could have had more adventure. Yeah. And a little less kid with three names running around being stupid. Well, Okay. I well, think it, yeah. I, I think it's a child's movie with adult stories, or with adult. What's the word I'm looking Thieving? for? Yeah, I, I I don't know. It, it's I think it's targeted to the wrong audience because I feel like this is intended for children and tweens. Now, not little kids, but you know, you know. Fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade tweens, but the story and the meaning behind it is too complex for that age group. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that. I mean, you know, th- I think th- this book, the book, is certainly geared towards thirteen-year-old, twelve, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen-year-old girls specifically who are about to go into. <laughs> this confusing time of their lives. And this book is to kind of say, Hey, um, it is confusing. You're strong. Are you saying and- that this is a, a book about menstruation? No, no, <laughs> I'm not. What I am, 
Hmm. Maybe. I mean, they call it the it. (laughs) Uh, But no, I I do think it's more about just the perils of of being a a, a young girl. I mean, it was written in the 60s when young girls, I mean, like, couldn't vote, right? When did the girls get suffrage? I mean, seriously, I I can't remember. It was in the early 60s. Oh, before that, dude. It was was the 40s. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. 60s, they were burning bras. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, but like, yeah. 60s were a good time for for women, uh, unless you were women of color. I think that was oh that nineteen was nineteen yeah. nineteen. Gosh, oof, yeah, that was way been a while. Yeah, uh, but didn't like okay. Never mind. Like <laughs> no, like wasn't there literally a state like last week or recently that was just like oh hey by the way yeah we're gonna also um, ratify this this thing that's been an amendment for forever. That wasn't that, you know what I'm saying? Like, didn't that happen recently? I don't know. It wasn't women's suffrage, but it was something else, like equal rights. Virginia or, did, like, it was, no, it was um, equal pay. It was the, some sort of, yeah, Virginia several. passed the, um, it was supposed to be done by 1982, but Virginia held its feet. Yeah. And did do it. Whatever. Right? I, I something dumb like that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No one listening to this show will care. Or if they do, they're thinking, move on, talk about the movie. Um, yeah. Because anyway, they're so interested in this one. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they are. I, I just... Okay. Anyway, say, uh, yeah. Sam, do your five-word review. I'm, we're, we're all still... I think we're kind of grasping at what we want to really talk about with this movie. So maybe we can yeah. have some direction here. All right. Um, I just have one with this one. And okay. it's Monotone Mess Keeps On Going. Okay. And I just... The voiceovers. And, and it was just... It's so bad, dude. It is so bad. I, I did not like this movie at all. I felt sick that I had to do this stern movie. So there you go. So, mm, okay. Kill me. Whatever. I didn't like it. <laughs> I blame Sean. I'm well, I didn't put this on the list, so blame yourself. Um <laughs> if we're, if we're gonna throw okay. anyone under the right. bus, then let's let's do it. Um okay. Yeah. Uh, Andrew? Yeah, I, I didn't like it. Oh. I, I thought it was it was just boring. It didn't get interesting until little John Michael Sherman Forrest Gump got evil. Yeah. And it was that took a long time to get to that point. And even then I was like, I don't care. Kill the kid. Get the it over with. <laughs> right? Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean I well, that's yeah. what his dad said. <laughs> yeah, like I'm kind of confused about the dad and the Chris Pine character. He kind of comes across as kind of a douche. Like right. he he kind of sucks a little bit, which is annoying because it's Chris Pine and he's awesome. But See, I, I I was going to wait on this, but we'll go ahead and just dive in here. Yeah, yeah. In the scene where he's like, "Let's just leave him because I'm not losing both my kids." You don't do that as a parent. You don't do that as a parent. No. And. In that moment, I thought, okay, this is not really the dad. This is the it yep. playing a trick. And then I find out it's not. It's really the dad. And that's major douchage. Douche. Yeah. Douchage. Douchage? Douche. Douche. Well, it just, I mean, I under, like, I'm okay with the movie trying to find a way to make the, the Meg, the, the hero, have to make sure. a hero decision. 
Like I am okay. <laughs> shark, the megalodon. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just heard what you said. Um, <laughs> we should do that movie, or did we? Have we done that know. movie? I watched it. I don't. I'm trying yeah. to think if I watched it for the podcast or not. I guess not. Um, <laughs> they 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 want to give her an opportunity to make a a hero decision and all that stuff. And I'm and I'm great with that. You know, she does it earlier when the the witches or whatever they're called. When they're like, hey, no, we're going back, and she overpowers them with her will and love and forces them to go to uh, Dormammu land. So yep. um, so I'm okay with the idea that her, again, her, her will and love for her brother is more powerful than her dad's ability to, which, by the way, the word tesser, to put tesseract, turn that into a verb, that sucks. I hated uh-huh. every time. Oh, we're going to Tesser. I hated that every time. And I'm sure yeah. in 1968 or whatever, that was an acceptable term because Tesseract was such a weird thing. But because we hear that now in other movies, not just Avengers, but in, in, in Inception and some other really good science fiction type movies, I, just hearing the word Tesser just made my skin crawl every time. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she was over to power, over to overpower, or kind of canceled out her dad's tester so she could <laughs> stay and yeah. stay and fight for her brother. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that, but like, again, the, the dad kind of sucks. <laughs> and if he was good enough to test her when he found her, then why couldn't he have done that earlier? Like, what did she do for him? Right. I mean, did. It's not like she physically broke him free of anything, right? He was just in a room hanging out, and she shows up, and he's like, how long, oh, has, hey. it, how long has it been? Four years. That's not possible. Well, I'm clearly older. Okay, let's go. I, it didn't, she didn't do anything <laughs> except put on special glasses and see the blueprints of, of a thing. And there's so much mm-hmm. this movie. It just didn't make sense. Like, was that no? That was her whole purpose was to use the special glasses so she can see the invisible thing. And then the it kid calls it says that she's clever. That's not really clever. You know clever. what this thing it kept just, trying to remind me of? Hmm. The never-ending story. A little bit. Yeah, I can get that. Right. Yeah, uh, a little bit. In terms of trying to add these little fantastical elements to to uh, to a kid, and it just it to, to me. Well, we all know it didn't work. At yeah. least in my mind. But I, I, I just, even if you look at the never ending story, there's some stuff in there that's just weird and doesn't make any sense. But at least there's a story. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we, we went back and looked at that now. Like, would it still hold up? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I'd, I would be interested to see that. I mean, I remember as a child just weeping my eyes out when the horse dies. Oh, or when Lord. the horse gets sucked in by the, the swamp of sorrow. Oh my lord, that's that made me cry as a child. Probably make me yeah. cry now, honestly. Um yep. you guys are gonna think I'm nuts when I say this, but you probably laughed, uh, didn't you? You probably maniacally laughed and were like, ha ha, suck it horse. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I, I hate the never ending story. Oh, well, oh why? I've always hated it. Even as a child I hated it. I don't know why. Because it's weird and kind of scary or whatever and uh, no. It's yeah, maybe it's because it's weird. It wasn't scary, but it just I hated it. Well, that's I re- I remember specifically coming of age, looking at the boobs in the, uh, the, the, the sphinxes that fire, uh, yeah. fire lasers. Yeah. <laughs> Being uh, like, ah, there's, those are, 
those are boobs. I was like, oh, they're not wearing a shirt. What in the world? Yeah. I feel something silly stirring inside. It was the funny thing is it wasn't until like last week where I learned what that kid screams out the window. Yeah. It's um Moonbeam or something, isn't it? I don't know. You you Some I think weird... in fact you said it, I think, is and I was like, Oh, is that what he says? I honestly don't know. I've never known. Yeah. Um I can't remember. What does the kid... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like Moonbeam or some sort of 60s, 70s sounding craziness. This is great radio, I know. Like if you were if you're taking acid, this is what you would yell. Uh, Treo the, uh, learns that the childlike empress herself, that the language is, is given a new name, something she's a... So in the novel, the inspired Bastion, uh, Moonchild. Moonchild. Yeah. That's what he screams, Moonchild? That's such a weird thing so. to scream. I right. Don't know. <coughs> All right, whatever. Anyway. Uh, sorry. But that, anyway, that's what this movie kind of reminded me of in yeah. terms of just a little bit of fantastical elements, but then, you know, it's grounded in a little bit of today. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. There you have it. So, Andrew, have you done? You haven't done yours yet, have you? Your five word. Nope. Um, better wrinkles in my scrotum. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyone that liked this movie, just stop listening. <laughs> Oh, Man. that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, I kind of have to agree with them there. Uh, okay. Uh, that's kind of weird that you're agreeing with that. How, have you, how do you know what my scrotum looks like, Sam? Well, I mean, we, we, we did join the same fraternity. So, okay. you know, there's that weird stuff that goes on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just got real uncomfortable. So, Sean, yeah. my little brother in the fraternity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what's going on? What's your five word? Uh, okay, I wrote two. I'm, I'm diving into the uh, IMDb list of, of actors here real quick, just trying to see okay. um, if I recognize. O- it's O-P-R-A-H. Yeah, thank you. Um, no, like the, the principal, I looked at him. Um, I remember thinking about the principal and being that whole Principals are like elected by the staff was really lame. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that's not how principals that's are. That's not how it works. That's at not all how anywhere. it works. Like, like Has maybe it ever worked like that. Before? Like, was that how it worked in the sixties where they were voted on by the staff and like these other teachers were mad. Like the whole, I understand they're trying to ensue jealousy on the teacher's part, but it just, that's not how that works. <laughs> like if you had the meme where the lady's putting pictures on her wall and she's talking about Facebook and the lady goes, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Like that's not how yeah. teachers work. If you think that that's how teaching works, you're, you're, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, you need some help. But anyway, I was just looking at him and he's been in some other movies we've, we've seen. Um, yeah. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, well, Chris, and, Chris Pine um, is, in, is in that. Uh, yeah. He was in, um, this guy specifically was, Chris Pine with the forehead the size of a... Andre Holland was in 42. Like Chris Pine. Which we've seen. So. That's okay. Yeah. No, we Gives like him that. more space to emote. 
as far as the acting goes, mm-hmm. I feel like oh. Chris Pine probably did the best. And the little girl. I thought Storm, she was fine. Whatever her name was. I thought she did pretty well. But yeah. everybody else, I legitimately hated. I thought that even Oprah's lines seemed. Uh, you're, you're missing someone, Andrew. You're missing two people who completely made this movie significantly better, in my opinion. Don't say Michael Pena. I loved his part. I was disappointed by him. Oh, he makes everything better that he's in. And I liked his part because he's kind of this, I like, like Zach. Zach. Zach Galifianakis was pretty great, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought he was pretty because he's supposed to be weird and he is weird. And I liked his lines and most of my clips are of him. And I liked I liked Pena because like he's this kind of maniacal, kind of evil Robot. puppet thing, and I I just I don't know I liked that mm-hmm. that view because because when you see him in most movies he's this kind of silly or kind of innocent or or whatever and here he is is I mean he's a villain in this yeah. in this in this yeah. story I just I liked his I liked his uh, he was probably my favorite part I, I felt like the. Both of those characters, I and mean, they weren't bad. I just felt like they were a little cartoony, if that makes sense. Well, the whole movie's a cartoon. Well, that's true. I mean, um, this, I, I, I will say, and I think that I have discovered, I don't like Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's something yeah. else that she did recently. She did she voice a, a something an animated movie we did recently. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like there was nine, was she? <clears throat> She's producing a movie called Tinkerbell. Well, let's see, actors. I feel like she did a voice of something, and then they're making a Legally Blonde not three. My fit. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't think that the other than Oprah, the other two little angel people were dumb. Oh, she's yeah, in. So. Uh, she was in. She was Rosita in Sing. In the animated movie scene, we've not done that, but she did that. No. no. Um, I don't know. I just I think I've discovered that I don't really care for her as an actress. Oh, she's in yeah. Mud also. She's what? She's in Mud, which we might oh. be doing later. Oh, great. Okay, we'll get to see her again. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a problem with her. I don't. I don't think she was particularly enjoyable in this role, but I don't have a problem with her as an actress. Um, but I I find her typically pretty charming and attractive. Um, oh yeah, she's attractive. But I didn't like Mindy. See, I don't see it's the forehead thing. I I, I don't find her attractive with the giant forehead. She has a big forehead. Oh, okay. I hadn't really thought about it. She always has a lot of hair, so I never really thought of yeah. it. Yeah. Whenever she pulls her hair back, it looks like the Titanic is headed towards you. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you said that about Chris Pine, so it's well, he's also got a giant forehead. I feel like it's fair. Yeah, like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's got a giant forehead. Equitable. <laughs> <It's> equitable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at different pictures of Reese. I think she's very lovely. I don't. I don't see the forehead thing. But most people with her are because of she's got a she's got a, a protruding chin. No, um, I'm okay with the I'm, chins. I'm good with that too. I think it's fine. I don't know. I I don't really see that he's got a big forehead. But again, whatever. I don't know. So back to the movie. Yeah. The um, forehead of security. Sorry. The scene. <laughs> where she finally sees her dad yeah. again. Mm-hmm. This is the only time that I really, I mean, not I won't say the only time, but the time that I the most thought 
this is dumb. Because they've gone through all these wonderful scenes and wonderful uh, scenery, sorry. Because, uh, I mean, really, the the landscapes are... Visuals are, yeah, visuals at least are, interesting. They're interesting and they're breathtaking in some, some cases. And then we get here, and it's just the inside of a an orange box. Yeah. And, and he's crouched over doing nothing. Right. And so this is where the movie lost me. Uh, that's well, where I, I mean, shut down. I guess that's, I mean, if it makes, if you made it that far, I guess you're doing pretty good. Well, I mean, visually lost me. Oh. I, it, it lost me much earlier, but visually I thought, you know, this is just, yeah. All right. Uh, so my five-word review, um, I did two. No, I started to do a second one and then got distracted by starting the show, so I only have one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to do that every now and then. Yeah, I, I started. I, I, my first, uh, my two-word review was colorfully, colorfully boring. That's the first two words I got, and then it, I got distracted. Mm. So my, my my other one would be a trans not a, a trans, trans universe personal growth trip. I mean that's okay. basically what the movie is, right? It's it's yeah. about her and her growth, but I just my my yeah. issues with the movie were were simply that it is kind of a boring movie. The the visuals are fine. It's just a for a movie that's supposed to be about Meg and her growth, and I understand that the movie does that a little bit, but I don't think, I don't, I never feel like she earned it. No. You know, I just, I don't know. Like we've seen these coming of age stories where the character has to, has to earn it and has to overcome some difficulties or whatever. And I mean, I guess it's kind of harrowing on Dormammu when she's being choked by those weird, like, like electrical hands or whatever. But, um, but honestly, the majority of, the courage comes from Charles Wallace who has to physically fight off the it from the inside anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like his growth was more impactful than hers. And so. you know, Charles Wallace, uh, is a serial killer. Is, because is, don't well, they all have two names? Yeah. That's, I was going to say yeah. that, but I was also going to say that, uh, he's more messed up from this experience. Because uh, he's younger and doesn't know how to process it as like she does. Um, yeah, he was taken that's why over. He becomes a serial killer. Yeah, like he, you're not wrong. Right. He he, his body was not his for a while. Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna <laughs> run through some of my notes real quick because I don't want to sure. just keep beating this bad movie. Which first of all, if you go to the IMDb page for this movie, um, and as I I you kind of scroll down a little bit and it has videos and it shows the trailer. And one of the trailers is a a still shot of Oprah standing there. She's wearing, it looks like a yellow vest and her hair is white. She literally looks like she's gone super Saiyan. (laughs) I'm I'm, like, she's, yeah, everybody gets a prize. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, thank you, Sam. That was great. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the best thing that just came out of this podcast was that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie. Oh, my gosh. I'm writing that down. That's, that's the name of the episode, by the way. <laughs> Kamehame, everybody gets a prize. Okay. Um, I said, wow, Mean Girls Bully... Uh, the main character because her dad went missing. That's some cold stuff. That's horrible. I want to just yeah. Gosh. That's just bad. Like I, again, I get that Mean Girls exist. I understand that. Um, we all three of us, I think we've talked about in the show that we all got bullied a little bit in in high school. Sam, I don't think you did as much because you were always kind nope. of bigger I than everyone. Big. I was bigger than everybody. Um, I got bullied a little bit in middle school and a little bit freshman year until I hit my growth spurt and became six feet yeah. and people stopped. And then um, I bullied you in college. You did that, um, yeah. but that's fine. I did it voluntarily because I pledged <laughs> this dumb fraternity. I, not dumb. Yeah. Anyway, um, so again, I, I get that. I get, but like, I just, it, that just seems evil. To make right. fun of a, a a person because her dad is missing. It just seems awful. It really does. And again, and I know that the movie shows that that girl, the mean girl, uh, the Regina George of that team is like, you know, she's got her own personal demons with weight loss and image. I, I understand all of that. But good Lord, they could have been, they could have just been mean to her because she was nerdy. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah. Because yeah, she yeah. was. She was a physics nerd. Make fun of her because she's nerdy. But not because but that's not cool to make fun of nerds anymore. I, I guess you're right. I don't know. Um, well, it would have been in the 60s when the book was written, so maybe they changed it for the movie, but it just seems way out of touch. Um, what a smart, fun little boy, and yes, shame on those teachers. Like, Andrew, I mean, listen, we know you're a teacher, and I know you talk about your kids, but you don't do it outside of the building within earshot of recess. No. Which I know you're no. in high school, you don't have recess. But, I mean, you know, you, you go down, you, that's, that's behind closed doors, off hours, you know, where, there, where there's no one listening, and not over text where you can get in trouble for it later. <laughs> you know, I just... Exactly. I just... Like on a podcast. No, just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that where, where there's no recording going on. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, we've been doing that for years now. Oh, yeah. We just talk on Sunday nights or, or whatever nights and just talk. There's well, no, there's no uh, proof of no one, anything that I've no said one listens for 280-something episodes. Right. Yeah. I did uh, like the quote where she basically um, quotes, you know, fear leads to rage, rage leads to suffering, and I'm like, so she's a Jedi. There you go. Um which maybe uh, George Lucas stole that from this. Who knows? This was way before Star Wars. Sure, yeah. Um, that tree is basically the tree version of nuking the fridge. Yes. Um, and, of course, physics would, you know, being being as good of a physics nerd as she is, that uh, she'd know perfectly how well that that would land, perfectly what she needs, you know, where she needs it to do. Yeah, not, not only did it make it over... Because she's like, oh, it's physics. It's like, well, you guys did make it heavier, so it might not have made it. Maybe it crashes into the side of the mountain and you explode. That would be hilarious. Uh, in the book, um, that's that's how that's how the uh, that's how the movie ends. <laughs> <Just> flat. <laughs> <laughs> the end. 
<laughs> and it just shows Chris Pine in that room, and then eventually he's just exactly. like, "Oh, oh gosh, what's happening?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this was filmed in front of a live TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Not only is it in front of a live TV audience, but they're three hundred feet away from my microphone for some reason. <laughs> oh, and they're. They're getting progressively closer. It's really strange. Thank you, Mom. Yeah. Oh, that was oh, weird. Weird. Okay. Uh, I did say this movie got a little bit better with Michael Pena. Yes. Uh, I wrote. It at sh- least at least piqued my interest when the when the cameos started happening like that. And I was like, oh, interest. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. All right. I oh, wanted. Well, that didn't last very long. I wanted a little more of it. Actually, it's like, oh, they get to go to these all these different people and and do the thing. Right. Uh, I'm sure there was a reason to walk into the beach crowd, but it's basically like in The Hobbit where you're supposed to stay on the path. That's mm. what that reminded me of is we know when they have to go through the tree, the forest and The Hobbit, and they're like, whatever you do, don't. <laughs> what? I don't know. These weird noises are coming through your microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that, nothing to see here. It, honestly, it sounded like my cat sneezing. That's what it sounded like through my headphones. Kimberly actually sn- did you sneeze? Yeah, she, Kimberly just uh, sneezed. Really? Or are yeah. you just blaming that on your phone? No, she, no. Snoozed. she snoozed. She, she snoozed. snoozed. <laughs> 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 she snoozed. <laughs> All right. Oh, I was really tired when my alarm went off. I decided to snooze it some more. Hit the snooze yeah, button some more. I need the I need the snooze button. Uh, did you hit the snooze button? Yeah, I snoozed it. There we go. That's I was trying to get the past tense there. There we go. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it sounds so. I'm weird. sorry. What do you say, Sean? It sounds so weird coming out of your micro, like through your microphone, because I mean, it's basically like like that. That time it sounded like you were trying to uh, like give someone a kiss or something, like you were puckering your lips. I mean, I know it's supposed to be like a record, record scratch, but it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it, this is weird. This 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 roulette that you're playing is interesting. Uh, do the warriors do it as children? Oh, interesting. You know, like, do they, like, oh, here comes Mahatma Gandhi when he's t- 13. We must send him on a journey so that he can go out into the world later and do good works. Like, do you think Gandhi ran into a cul-de-sac with a bunch of weird people playing with dodgeballs? Yeah, probably. Yeah. In sync. Synchronized dodgeballing. That was weird. I don't understand the point of that either. I didn't either. Just other than to be creepy, which yeah. it wasn't really that creepy. It was more annoying than creepy. Well, like, I don't like. I understand that that the it is supposed to be trying to give them temptation and to split them apart, which little boy Charles Wallace does, like a like a punk. But and again, why did the food? He didn't like the food, but then he turned quickly. But the but the the blonde haired kid ate the food. And it didn't taste like sand to him and wasn't turned. Like, I don't understand any of that. It didn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, why did he know that it was sand and then therefore it was turned? I would, you would think that if the food tastes good, then you're easily swayed. Like, your will is, is weak and therefore you can be turned or whatever. But since he seemed to be the only kid... The only one there that really knew what was going on, 
right? I mean, like he's the kid that can like see from the from the beginning, though. Yeah, he's the kid that can see the ghost from the beginning, right? Like he's yeah, he knows what's going on, <clears throat> uh, and I don't know. So the only other thing I wrote was uh, tropes. I wrote was be- while while being chased by the thing. By a thing that's clearly faster than the heroes, but they need to give the heroes time. The thing keeps randomly slowing down. Mm. I hate that in movies. It, it treats mm. us like we're idiots. Like the thing's about to catch him, and then the next camera shot, it's a hundred feet away. Like, wait, what? That's why you got to have a put. You got to put a tree over the road for it to crash into. There you go. Yeah, you know, or knock yeah. a you know, run through a kitchen, you know, or uh, behind yeah. the street or something. All exactly. right. Anyway, you ready for some tr- uh, tr- from tropes? No, for some clips. <laughs> Clippy clips? Absolutely. I have a few clips of this movie. Uh, This is just them saying the word Tesseract. Just that there really is such a thing as a Tesseract. There you go. That's really soft. Wait a second. Now I know why I hated this movie so much. Why? The the background music was supposed to put you to sleep. Mm. Right? The soundtrack was that new age, creepy, just... Yeah, creepy music, right? I don't remember the music, which is not... It was somewhat Philip Glass-like. Yeah, uh, it's very slow and monotonous and very, you know, you wait for the the voice to come talk to you and say, you are a good person. You would like to fall asleep tonight. Well, Your you, toes are tingling. You like the guy that's the composer, He's, yeah, he's, I mean, I'm not saying everything he's done is bad. I just this movie did not feel yeah, right. I I don't honestly don't remember. I mean, movies that he's done that I really liked were um, Iron Man. The he did the score for Iron Man. He did the score mm-hmm. for something called The Clash of Titans, which is whatever he did. Some a lot of video games. He did Red Dawn. He did Pacific Rim. He yeah. did. Some, An analog, nonetheless. He did Warcraft. <laughs> analog, yeah. Uh, and he did some weird little show that you might have heard of called Game of Thrones. He was yeah. the guy that created the intro. Yeah. Uh, he did Westworld. Like I said, I, I love his stuff, but it just... It, it, this movie, it did not go well. He's I mean, doing and I think what they probably told him is we, it needs to be ethereal, it needs to be new age, it needs to be kind of trippy a little bit. Um and and go from there. Yeah. And I think it just I, it fell flat to me. Mm-hmm. This movie won awards. No. Uh, the win? the BET Awards. It was nominated for best film. Uh, the Black Reel Awards. It was nominated it's only for because Oprah was in it. California On Location Awards. Never heard of that. It's called the Cola Award. That's funny. California On Location. That's weird. Costume Design Golden Schmoes Award. That's oh, the Golden Schmoes is nominated for Worst Movie of the Year. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll I'll, I'll um, give it that. It was nominated by the Golden Trailer Awards for Best International Poster. Um, uh, Hawaii Film Critics Society was nominated for Best Song. Uh, the NAACP nominated it for out, <laughs> outstanding breakthrough role in a motion picture to Storm. Uh, ah, okay. This is weird. Uh, Teen Choice Awards for um, 
basically all of the ladies. <laughs> and the St. Louis Film Oh, St. Louis <coughs> Film Critics Association won for worst film of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I think that should have if you had a laugh on there, I think that would have been better. There you go. Okay, it's actually really loud now. <laughs> uh, See, that's why I should have a soundboard somehow put into my mic. I would be totally Johnny on the spot with that stuff. Well, you know, if you actually had a microphone that plugged into a computer, then go for it. Yeah. You find new ways to sabotage the show. That's true. At yeah. least it would be uh, new. Yes, it would be new. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, that came across as really weird in the thing. Um, so, okay. Anyway, uh, here's clip number two. Ow! Yes, she's fine. What's it? We don't kick people. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. This, that's the humor oh. in this movie, by the way. That's, wait, that's... we're not supposed to kick people? No. Can um, I, I wanted to kick all of them. Even John Michael Smith partner Forrest Philip Glass kid. I just wanted to just punch him in the face. <laughs> His name gets Smart longer Alec. every time. Uh, I didn't mind the kid. I thought he was clever. Again, he's the only one that's smart. I would have hit him with a baseball bat. Yeah. Right in his funny little face. Uh, here's Galvin. It's always creepy, though, in movies where kids are supposed to be smarter than, than everybody else. Mm. Just It was creepy. It's not, I wouldn't say that scenario because I mean, like, that's every 80s child movie ever. Yeah. Where the kids, you know, Home Alone, and um, I know it's not an 80s movie, but 91 or whatever is close enough. But like uh, The Breakfast Club, and um, uh, I'm trying to think of other scenarios. <laughs> I can't think of any. I'm failing. But like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of those movies where the kid is the star, the kids are better than adults. Like, the adults are dumb. and just so. Yeah. Uh, here's Galifianakis saying funny things. Well, you obviously don't understand the importance of balance, of moderation, of... <sighs> the happy medium. You sound like my mother. Is your mother a baritone? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't laugh at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is that the first time I heard it in the moment, I didn't get the joke. And then when I went back to record it, because I thought it was weird that he said baritone and I listened to it, I get, oh, I get the joke because she's saying you sound like my mother. He's taking it literally like your mother sounds like me. So and then this part also kind of was fun. How's it going, Happy? Everything's fine. What's it? You look nice. I do. I like your outfit. It's like a it's like a person outfit. Oh, Thank you. You look like a person. <laughs> I, I want to use that clip as like, this is how I flirted with my wife for the first time. You know, things like that. So, uh, and here's uh, the uh, line I just titled Warriors. Some of our best warriors have come from Earth. Einstein. Curie. Gandhi. Austin. Kahlo. Schindler, Nelson Mandela, Maya Angelou, and now Meg Murray. 
It's a pretty good list. Mm. You so. put Schindler on that list? I mean, Schindler is a good guy. Don't get me wrong, but he started out pretty crappy. Uh, well, you know, sure. Um, I guess you, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's probably lots of other cases where there's that, that thing too. I mean, they might have said like Churchill would, would have been kind of, would have fit in the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. And now for some more bad news. Ready? This is a Disney movie, right? This is a Disney feature with a budget of a hundred million, a hundred million dollars. It cumulative gross worldwide was only 132 million. So technically Disney didn't take a bath on this, but it was close. And my point is that there's just not any good trivia on this movie. And I'm kind of really? annoyed. Like That's most, a little strange for a movie that had so many name brand people in it. Like this movie makes the live action filmmaking debut of Jennifer Lee, who is known for writing and directing films such as Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Frozen Fever, and Zootopia. Hmm. Okay. Honestly, I only wrote down two that I thought was actually interesting. The first live-action movie with a nine-digit budget to be directed by a woman of color. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. It should have happened a long time ago, but that's great. The other one I wrote was... Uh, when Mrs. Mindy, uh, Mrs. Who, Mindy Kaling, says, Dang, Tucker, American, she's referring to Chris Tucker's popular damn line from Friday. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. Everything else is like Zach Galifianakis and Michael Pena both worked in the Lego movie. Uh, Chris Pine and Michael Pena are also in superhero movies. Um. Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine worked on another movie together. I mean, okay. Not great trivia. No, it's not. Um, so, anyway, it sucks. Uh, it's just a lot of that kind of thing. I wanted more of that stuff. Like, uh, this movie was based on the, uh, the, the artistic direction on this movie was based on Alice in Wonderland meets... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know. I just anyway, there's there's no good trivia. It sucks. Which is <laughs> fine. All right, here we go. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Not that. Excuse me while I whip this out. That's supposed to happen. There you go. Uh, Sam came up with a really creative top three of uh, a kind of a category of just young movies girls should watch. Right. So this movie is a coming of age movie for girls. Young and movies or. Or movies young, that young girls should watch. You're right. Movies every young girl should watch. Okay. I, my, I did physically yeah. type young movies every girl should watch. I don't know why I typed <laughs> that. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess if the movie's young. Like, you know, yeah, every creepy. girl should watch these movies that, okay. are, that are only three years old. Um, so anyway, I, I actually liked this um, this this genre, genre this, this category. I thought this was kind of neat because... Uh, two of the three of us have daughters, and um, it'll be interesting to see what the third, who doesn't have a daughter, would say. Yeah, because there are movies that you know I will certainly show her as she grows up, and there will definitely be some that I won't. So, yep. uh, Andrew goes first. Okay. Well, 
being the one that doesn't have daughters, I, I, I even think I would ask my sons to watch these. Oh. I don't know how what, what age that they would need to be to watch them. Um, but I feel like the message is good in in helping, for, you know, if they ever have a daughter or when they're courting a, a female in the future that mm. they may be interested in marrying. You know, it's a, it's a good way to yeah. maybe help get into the psyche and, and help understand. The craziness that is some, women. Yeah, yeah in, in some possible way. Um, but I think these also just tell good stories in general. So I have a uh, honorable mention of Steel Magnolias. Okay. Uh, that stupid movie makes me cry every time. I know. I, it, I, it, I it, can't it, handle it. Uh, but it's a great story about friends. Yeah. And uh, uh, number three is a little film called Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, I thought you were going to say Moulin Rouge, and I'm like, no, um, no, no, that one uh, probably not one that they should see. <laughs> and then number two, uh, a league of their own. I do ah, like that nice. movie. Yeah. Where there is no crying in baseball. Yeah. And then number one, uh, <clears throat> this is not a great movie, but it tells a good story, and that's thirteen going on thirty. Oh, okay. And it has Gollum. Dancing to um, the thriller, Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like. So that, I like that movie. It also has Michael Michael Pena. It does. It That's does. True. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it also has yeah. uh, Bruce Banner uh, and Elektra. I mean, it's just crawling with the Marvel. Yeah. With um and uh, Andy Serkis is also in Marvel, so yeah, we're we're getting to a point where. The the Marvel connections are going to out you know outshine the uh, Star Trek connections. Yeah, it's because of the Reddit movies. Well, you're right. I mean, that, you're not. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. Um, <laughs> so, if uh, cool. the, yeah, uh, Sam, yeah, that's good, Lance. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got, of course, um, I'm right there with you, Andrew, on my honorable mention of um, some of these Disney movies that have come out, mm-hmm. uh, Mulan. Um, you know, Brave and Moana all are kind of yeah. female-centric where it's, you know, they're not trying... The, the, the prince isn't coming trying to save them, basically. They're saving themselves. Yeah. But uh, in my number three, I've got A League of Their Own, which is women can pretty much do everything. Number two is Serenity. And really? if you think about it, the strong female characters that basically can take care of themselves and don't take any crap from men... Um, most of Joss Whedon's stuff is all full of that stuff, yeah, that's which true. I love. So I'd put Serenity on the list. And then my number one, I cannot wait uh, to show them a Wonder Woman. Because oh, I think because yeah. I think that is such a great movie that shows that, you know, they've seen all these superhero male characters. I, I just can't wait for them to see. Wonder yeah, I, I forgot about that. That's a, that's a great one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm uh, I'm also super happy <laughs> and a little bummed out that you came up with Serenity before I ever thought of it because but you're right. I mean, yeah. Not just in Serenity, but I mean in a lot of Joss movies, the 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 females are as awesome as the males. I mean, if not more. In, really. Sp- specifically in Serenity, I mean Kaylee is the only one that isn't a a badass fighter. 
but she's a the, she can fix anything. But she's a mechanic. And, she's the best mechanic, yeah. and that makes her a badass in her own right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. none she's of got her a skill that that yeah. None of his character, his female characters, are damsels in distress. You know, they, they're not. And I so, love that. Yeah, love that's it. cool. Um, no, I'm I'm totally with you on that. That's awesome. So, like I said, I'm a little bummed out that I didn't think of that. Um, <laughs> hmm. I'm looking. I'm literally yeah. looking over at my DVD tower right now, trying to think if maybe there are other movies that I would actually maybe put on there <laughs> instead of the ones that I put. Yeah. And yeah, well, because I'm thinking of other movies in the context of the of the because like I put down Mulan for my number two, and and then when you said Mulan slash Brave slash, it's like oh right, yeah, that's. They're, they're all kind of that. Um, I forgot yep, your other they, one. Disney kind of turned a corner. Yeah, with, with uh, Frozen with also, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good one. Um, the other one that I, it's it's kind of different, but in the same vein would be uh, like Wally, whereas, because Wally kind of needs to be saved by Eve, Eva. You know, like yeah. she's kind of the badass of the of the pair. Um, and Wally's just such a good movie. And. Yeah. Okay. I. <laughs> so my my three my my three were Mean Girls. I just okay. think that's such a funny movie, and obviously. Well, I, and it's a good message too, in terms of, you know, what's important. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not going to show my daughter that because she's three now, so she's obviously oh, not going to no, watch no, that now. Be a while. But yeah. we'll watch the heck out of some Mulan and Brave and Frozen yeah. and those movies. Uh, and my number one, I put Juno. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Kind of not just a cautionary tale, but it's a good movie. And maybe it is a cautionary tale. <laughs> uh, so uh, basically, it means just stay away from boys that like orange tic tacs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think. I'm, I'm looking at my list here of movies. A lot of my movies have strong female characters now that I'm looking at it. I just. Yeah. I mean, like the Hunger Games. Yeah, I thought of putting that one on there too. Uh, that, that would have definitely made the list if it was more than a t- it was top five. Probably. I mean, Incredibles. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't want my child to ever watch the Insurgent series or Divergent series. I'm only saying that because my wife can't isn't in the room to hit me. Um. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Yeah, anyway. Cool. Home, home's kind of a nice one too. That's the female lead. So, anyway, that was cool. I like that. I like I like the movies with the with the strong strong ladies. Um, heck, I'm surprised none of us thought of it. The new Star Wars trilogy. It's about yeah. the hero yeah. is the girl. The most badass Jedi is a girl. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. Because, um, no, nah, anyway, I'm not gonna. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Anyway, there it is. Um. Where's my mouse? There it is. Here we go. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Uh, we're going to give this movie a score. Uh, if you guys want a baseline, IMDb gives this a 4.2. Um, I mean... Which makes me feel good. Because yeah, because... I was not... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not alone in the fact that people didn't like this. People didn't like this movie. It's not a good right. movie. It's kind of lame. And I feel bad for the director, right, being the first of what she did to do this 
Yeah. And she's going to be doing some, She's um, she's been slated to direct something else. She's directing, uh, I mean, she's directed a bunch of movies. She directed Selma, great movie. A uh, bunch of other stuff I've never heard of. Uh, but she's doing something called DMZ. It's a TV movie. A civil war breaks out in a futuristic America and Manhattan becomes a demilitarized zone. Oh, that sounds kind of okay. fun. It's got Rosario Dawson and Benjamin Bratt. All right. Huh. I, I'd watch that. Yeah. Um, and she's directing something called The New Gods and the Battle of Versailles. Which is also a or Versailles, which is also a TV movie. So the story of 1973 Palace of Versailles fashion show where top French designers. Okay, you lost me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Andrew, I I guess you could tell from my five word review that uh, this will not score very high for me, um, but I will give this uh, a good solid. Three and a half wrinkles on my sack. <laughs> okay, three point five. Sam. Yeah, visuals were cool. Um, like I said, at least it got a little interesting when um, when Sean Plampered Jingleheimer Smith, whatever his name was, started turning evil. I thought that was interesting, at least. Uh, I'm going to give it 3.65 uh, dead babies out of 10. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. That's weird. Uh, all right. I'm going to give it, um, I don't know. I'll give it a four. It's a four. Uh, let me give it a four. It, it's not a good movie. It's a little boring. And It is. It is entirely. I just, I don't know, we've watched bad movies before and we had a good time. This was not that. I didn't have a good time with this. Yeah, I it just know. was. Yeah. I mean, like, you guys hated, it, both of you gave higher scores for The Wizard of Speed and Time. I would much rather watch Wizard of Speed <laughs> any day. I want to watch any it again. Any day. <laughs> just to be, have something happy. At least it's earnest. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, little housekeeping before we hit to the, the last movie. Sorry we missed last week, or the next movie, I should say. Sorry we missed last week. Um, my town was hit with some bad storms, and we had technically had, even close, we had a tornado it? within a mile of my house. So we didn't have power for much of last weekend. So, And then when we did get power, I didn't have internet on our normal recording night or our backup recording night or our backup backup recording night. So we just had to, we just had to miss a whole week. Sorry about that. But give us some credit. We didn't miss a single week in 2019. So we were, wow, we were due um, for a week. So next yep. week we are doing um, something called The Fuzz, which is uh, a movie. It's a puppet movie. Or no, it's a Muppet movie, right? The Fuzz. I don't think it's officially sanctioned by it's Jim Henson. Not, it's not a Jim Henson thing, <laughs> but it's got Muppets in it. Um, it's a violent kind of rated R um. Wait, this can't be. <laughs> this can't be right. Hold on. What's that? Well, it's showing it as a TV show. No. I mean, there might be a fuzz TV show, but not the. <laughs> there's a movie. 
out okay. there too. Is there? I can't. All right. Let's, the the fuzz. There's the Muppet. The fuzz. Uh, is this it? Oh, okay, we'll have to figure it out. There's a lot of movies yeah. called The Fuzz. Hopefully, um, it's there's, somewhere. There's a lot of movies called The Fuzz. All right, so we'll have to figure this out. Which one we're doing? Anyway, um, that's what we're doing. It's called The Fuzz, and we'll we'll figure out which one it is. In <laughs> the mean, uh, and we're going to be having our friend uh, Stephen, um, um, uh, not Stephen Everett. Um, <laughs> I can't remember his last name. He's going to be pissed when he hears this. Um, oh, man. Stephen Honeycutt. Gosh, I kept, I had Holcomb stuck in my head. Stephen Honeycutt. Gosh. Uh, he'll be joining us. He joined us uh, earlier last year or later last year uh, on a movie, and we had a good time. So we're going to have him back on. This was his request. He thought it would be fun to do. So we're going to have him back on to do this movie, uh, The Fuzz. So if we hate it, we will blame him. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and we've got some good movies coming up on the list, I think. It is um, on Prime, by the way. Prime, okay, thank you. Um, and if you, the listener, like for us to do a movie, send us, send us an email. Yeah. Send us Where, a, what email address is that uh, there, Andrew? What's that? What email address do they need to send it to? Oh, I don't know. Do we even have one? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I don't usually do this part, so... I'm guessing we, I usually kind of zone out by this point. I just, I know, I thought I would, would ask this time instead of Sean because. No one's listening to no Sean. One <laughs> Sean. I'm kidding. Oh. But no, we seriously, we really do like to read your emails and, and hear from our listeners. Even if you think the show is terrible. Which we. And you think it's not it worth was. the time to send an email to tell us how bad it is. Do it anyway. Because I said so. <laughs> <laughs> well, now watch, we'll get ten emails this week. Oh, that'd be awesome! Oh, speaking of emails, we actually have one. So I'm, I meant to read this. Um, well, and by I mean actually, I mean it's not from a listener. It's from um, it's from a PR assistant at something something dash PR assistant. Uh, hi, Sean. I have a fantastic story for cheap seat reviews. I love how they put us in quotes or in uh, parentheses. Like he obviously was just filling in <laughs> our name. It's obviously a mass email, but he could have at least. I thought moved. it was like quote like like you know we're, we're cheap seat reviews you know with with bigger quotes. No, like it was parentheses. Oh, but he okay. could have like deleted the parentheses and made cheap seat reviews the same font as the rest of the text to make <laughs> me feel like at least he typed our name. Uh, that nice. I think would really resonate with your audience, especially those interested in today's landscape of female filmmakers carving out space and showing that they can make films. Um, that's a bad sentence. Indie first first time filmmaker funds. Uh, <laughs> Indie first time filmmaker funds movie with sales from her self published novels and gets theatrical distribution. I guess that's supposed to be a headline. Uh, okay, it's what? a little long. I'm not a writer. Felina Hopkins did it after reading Ed Burns' book, Independent Ed, realizing what he could be what could be done with a crew of four, the perfect cast, and a great screenplay. It was the winner of the best feature film at the Big Apple Film Festival, a movie maker magazine top twenty-five in cool festivals <laughs> worth the fee. Uh, the tagline is "What happens when the love of your life returns as a ghost." So the title is called Just One More Kiss. And we have, 
I this guy sent me this email and said, if you want the link to watch the film, just let me know. So um, do if we want to do another one of these like we did for the Russian film, I'm for it. Absolutely. Why not? Um, that's, and we, that's what we're here for is to, to help our audience grow their audience. Yeah. So if even only a couple of people find their movie, find her movie and watch it, that'd be cool. So, so we'll, I'll add that into the list. We'll probably do that after the fuzz. We Sam and I spent a lot of time editing the list and now I got to edit it a little bit more. Um, but that's okay. So anyway, uh, go to our website right now, cheapseatreviews.com. You should do it. And you can go there, uh, leave comments about movies that we've done in past episodes. If you click on this episode and you want to argue with us, that's a good place for it. You can have, there's a comment section there and you can leave comments about what you did or didn't like about what we said. Um, do it. Yeah, you can do that. You can also go to facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews, um, interact with us there. Twitter dot at, uh, at cheap seat cast is our Twitter handle. We are on Instagram. On as cheap seat reviews and emails is cheap seat reviews at gmail.com if you want to send us one of those again uh, leave a review if you want be great but just share the show we'd love it if more people listened yeah. um, if nothing else for my ego I just don't know if I can take much more rejection you know it's just yeah Sean really likes Star- uh, Ghostbusters so do it for ego <laughs> 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 okay yeah, good job. <laughs> I mean, that was almost corny level pun, but his are better. I thought it was well done. Yeah, Thank you. it, it, Thank it you. was well Thank done. You. It was just terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's like a steak, like a really good steak, but you made it well done and therefore ruined oh, it. Oh, ruined it. You ruined it. It's ruined, as you would say. It's ruined. It's, <laughs> uh, it's totally out of context. All right. Um, anyway. That's all. I don't have anything else to say. So we'll see you next week for The Fuzz. And on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next week.